0: Hey, my name is Jackson Canty, and welcome to Vim Online. Thank you for spending time with me today. I hope you are encouraged. I hope you know you have purpose, you are loved, and you belong. Enjoy this message. I really couldn't come up with a name for today's podcast, but if I had to come up with one, well, I did come up with one, I came up with two. And um, I'll let you know both of them, but if I had to pick a main one, it would probably be miracle management. Miracle management. And now, so the reason um, that I kind of had this idea is uh, from a term really, I've heard it thrown around more, in like um, business circles, in the business world. Um, It's called middle management. It refers to the people who are in charge of the employees but work for normally like the CEOs or the owner of a company. So they are the middle management. They're in between, and I've even heard, I've never owned a company, so I'll let you know one day. But the middle management is what can make or break the company because a lot of times the CEOs, the top of the chain, don't really communicate much with you know the people on the ground, the people who are doing it. So they are the people charged with the mission to kind of speak to both parties. And from what I understand, it is the most difficult, but also the most important, Part of any company. If the middle, if the middle management isn't correct, then no matter how strategic or how smart or how creative the upper management, or even how diligent and hardworking the workers are, the middle management is what makes the difference. So, I want to talk to you about miracle management. And you're probably thinking, Jackson, what, what does that mean? What does miracle management mean? Um, I'm not the type of guy who would spend his days kind of thinking about one day what heaven's going to be like. I'm just not that kind of guy. I don't really try to guess what heaven's like too much. Um, I think. God's probably got some better ideas than whatever I can think of. And so I'm not too stressed or I don't really feel the need to dream up what heaven's gonna be like. However, there is kind of this moment that I'm dreaming of. There's just this one little this one little time I'm really excited about. Because I really believe it'll happen, and I think I'm going to get there, you know, walk in and say hey to everybody, you know, they'll be like, oh, you know, they probably won't know my name, they'll be like, oh, like, what's your name, man, or maybe you just know everybody's name in heaven, I don't, I don't really know how that works, or maybe they give you a, a name tag at the, at the gate, um, but they'll be like, oh, like, hey, like, if I have a name tag, or if they know my name, they'll be like, Jackson, like, what's up, man? If they don't, then they'll be like, what's your name? I'll be like, well, on earth, my name was Jackson. Um, Wait, do you get a new name in heaven? I'll pray about that. But anyways, so I think there will be this moment, though, where I kind of look back on my life at earth. I don't know if it will happen once I get there. I might be just too excited. I might be like, well, this is really cool. I might be like, well, well, this is really cool. And so it might take me kind of a minute to get to this point. But however long it takes, I think I'm going to come to a point where I start to realize some things that when I was experiencing them here on earth did not make sense. I did not fully understand what I was going through, or maybe I knew what I was going through, but I just could not kind of reconcile maybe why I was experiencing this. And I think there's going to come a moment where I'm going to kind of get it. And I'm going to see that certain things line up and certain things make sense and certain, certain things flow together. And, and it's, and I'll be like, Oh, okay. Okay. I've got it now. That makes more sense, and I'm gonna understand how one thing led to another thing, and so this brings me really to my text today, and I want to read just out of First Samuel 17. I don't know. I don't know how you're listening to this today, um, but if you're not driving or if you're not busy. And you're not, you know, cooking lunch or working out or whatever whenever you listen to this. If you're not on the treadmill, maybe pull out your Bible. And even you can listen to this with multiple people and talk about it at the end. But you can pull out your Bible um, and you can turn it or scroll to First Samuel 17. And I'm going to read, um, where should we start? 1 Samuel 17, all the Bible scholars are already getting it. They're saying David and Goliath. I know this story. But um, let's start in verse 33. Let's start in verse 33. Saul replied to David, "Um, You are not able. Hmm. You are not able. I wonder kind of what things maybe in your life you could already be experiencing, but there's a voice, maybe it's inside or maybe it's coming from outside and it's just saying you are not able. And I wonder, and this isn't even kind of part of what I want to talk about, but I just wonder if you can get around that voice that is telling you, you are not able, no way you can do it. If you can just almost escape that voice for just a minute, what you could experience Saul replied to David, you are not able to go out against the Philistine and fight him. You are only, because it's the same voice as saying, you are not able, and then it's going to try to convince you. And he's going to say, you are only a young man. And it might be different for you. You know, they might say to you, you are only a mom. You are only a student. You are only, you know, someone without a college degree. But God can use anybody. Somebody told me the other day, and it was kind of cheesy, but I like it. I'm starting to like really cheesy things. I used to just, if something was cheesy, I would hate it. But now people are starting to say cheesy things, and I'm starting to like them. And they said, you, or you plus God, is the majority And i kind of wonder if that's true i kind of wonder if those voices that you're hearing that are saying you know you're not able if you kind of escape those and get with the majority and get with the one who made you and get with the one who knows you better than you know yourself and get with that and listen to that voice and 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 the voice is saying you are only you know whatever it is you know you are only somebody who's been hurt in the past and you will never really experience true life to the fullest. You know, whatever it is, if you can, if you can for just a minute get past that boy, voice, I bet there's some things that God will speak to you. And I pray that can help happen in your life. But you are only a young man. And he has been a warrior from his youth you know, he's talking about, um, he's talking about big G. He's talking about Goliath. He's talking about that big giant. He's talking about the one that David says, no, I can handle it. I can handle it. I've got this. And Saul was trying to convince him, look, buddy, I really appreciate your enthusiasm. Um, and I even bet, you know, Saul said something along the lines of like, man, I've got the best intentions for you, buddy. You know, this isn't in there, so this is just kind of my guess, but I like to try to make it exciting. It's not inspired scripture. It's just what I think maybe could have happened in the conversation. And Saul could have tried to convince him, hey, man, I got I got your best intention at heart. Um, and... And I just don't think you're really cut out for this. This guy's been doing it a long time. Um, and, and God uses people who have experience. And, you know, don't think just because you have age that you won't. But God also loves to use somebody with a young, fresh passion. You know, I love I, my favorite kind of Christian is a new Christian. You know, the ones who haven't really learned all the rules yet. Um, and they just think it's so cool. They just think being in a relationship with God is so cool. And I really like that. I love being around people like that. But he said, he has been a warrior from his youth. And David said to Saul, your servant, and this is what I really want to talk about. This is verse 34. But David said to Saul, your servant has been keeping his father's sheep. I appreciate your concern, Saul, but I'm not completely inexperienced i've been keeping my father's sheep and whenever a lion or a bear came and carried off his sheep from the flock i went after it i struck it down and rescued the sheep from its mouth when it turned on me i seized it by its hair struck it and killed it your servant has killed both the lion and the bear this uncircumcised Philistine will be like one of them because he has defied the armies of the living God. You know, I told you what I really am going to call this is miracle management. And the reason for that is because God can, I found that God can bless us, but if we don't know how to manage, The miracle in which he has blessed us, if we don't have experience in the area that we're asking for breakthrough, we might lose what we actually desire. And I'm also finding out that how you manage today, how you handle today, determines what you experience tomorrow. And so when Saul told David, David, you're not up for this, bro. You can't handle that. You're not ready for that kind of heat. You're just, you're only a young man. David replied with, well, maybe I'm not really an experienced warrior, but, you know, I've got kind of a track record. I've been protecting my father's sheep. You know, I've been taking care of business where business needs to be handled. And so, David is not really a stranger to violence or to a fight, really. And so, he kind of strolls in, and he's a little bit confident, and he says, you know, I appreciate your concern, but, uh, you know, I think maybe I could maybe handle it. I think I could handle it. Um. but if I was going to call this something other than miracle management I would call it I never knew I never knew because David refers to protecting the sheep David refers to Fighting off lions. Lions, tigers, and bears, oh my. David's like, well, you know, I think I'm ready for this fight. Because of some fights I've already been through. And I wonder, and this is what I was kind of talking about when I get to heaven one day. I wonder if we'll get there and we realize some of the things we were fighting against was really just preparing us. I know you're just listening to this on a podcast, but then that's exciting. That's exciting. I mean, I don't know what you're doing, but that's exciting. It's exciting to know that God's carefully crafting our lives so that we don't experience something we're not ready for or, or God's protecting us. I wonder how many times God's protected us and we just thought he wasn't blessing us, but really what we perceived as him not blessing us was really him protecting us. And I don't think we'll be so quick to ask God why in heaven. I think we'll just kind of see it. It'll just kind of make sense and we'll just kind of get it that maybe some things we wouldn't have chosen to go through were really developing us and was really preparing us. And I think sometimes we can almost look at the story of David and Goliath and say, you know, you know, you're small and your giant's big and whatever you're going to face, God's with you in it. And it's true, like I really, I believe that. But I also think we will totally miss the real miracle is that David was experienced. David knew how to fight. Like David went in there and he was confident. He wasn't just going in there like a I feel like sometimes we portray him as like a scared little boy, um, you know, like facing the Giants where, where the really kind of scrub team is really scared, but they go up against them and they somehow pull off the victory. I don't think it was really like that. I think David thought I can handle this because I know my God. I think David saw the opposition and said, God's been preparing me for this. And I think I think we're gonna get to heaven, or, or maybe even while we're still here on earth, some things will start to make sense further down the road as why we went through that, because God was preparing us. I guarantee you, David would not have asked for a bear. I guarantee you, David would not have preferred a lion I don't think he would have asked for any of it. I don't even know if he was so excited to be out in the field some days. Just out there. But it was in those moments that maybe he would not have chose that we're actually preparing him for the mission that God had chose. Because David had a sling and David had stones and you can take that to mean what you need it to mean. And he went up against the, the giant, and he was ready. He wasn't some little boy fighting this big giant, and he had no experience. He was ready. He had managed, up to this point, what God had given him. So, by managing what God had given him, he was ready for what God was bringing. I think maybe it's because of comparison and maybe we see what God does in someone else's life and think it's got to happen for me the way it happened for them. But if we don't manage what God's already given us, we won't be prepared for what he's going to bring us. And we can get so caught up and what other people are doing and what other people are experiencing and what their vacation was like and, you know, what what their paycheck looks like and, and, and this and that, and we can get so caught up in what they're wearing and, and I wish I, I had that, you know, I wish I had that opportunity and this and that. And we can get so caught up in putting other people's miracles under a microscope and we're not even managing our own. And maybe it's because it's, sometimes it's just kind of easier to escape and to live in this false reality of somebody else's life. But if you need a miracle in your life, if you need a breakthrough in your life, if you need new experience in your life, and that's going to come through ready for it. It's not going to be fun. It's not going to be cute. It's not going to be sexy. But what you need from God is going to come from God through your management of today and the whole time he was fighting those lions and the whole time he was up against the tigers and the bears and all, and, and all of them they were coming after his sheep they were coming after his sheep and david said no you can't have my sheep these are my sheep and so when goliath kind of got a big mouth and he came out ready to fight David said, nah, you can't talk about my people like that. You can't talk you can't talk to me like that. I'm not gonna let that slide. And he loads up, he loads up his sling, which he already knew how to use, because yeah. he had been, you know, probably I can't imagine being a shepherd's that exciting, so he's got his sling out there and he's just kind of practicing. You know, he's just kind of practicing. He's just kind of throwing it. Maybe he throws it up against a tree. Maybe he throws it at like a rabbit or something. Um, or maybe he throws it just, you know, to see how far he can he can throw it. And he's been practicing. And and what you what you've been praying away, God might be using them for practice, you know. But David learned to manage what God had provided, and and David was in the field when they were looking for another king you know it's kind of crazy because in the culture we're raised in, we kind of think we got to be at the right place at the right time, and, and we got to meet the right people, and we got to network, and we got to do this, and we got to do that, and we got to post, and got then we gotta, you got to post three times a day to maximize, uh, you know, traffic on your Instagram page, and, and so if you don't post three times a day, nobody will follow you, and nobody, will love, you and nobody will love you, and nobody wants to hear what you have to say, and, and, and you got to do this, and you got to do that, you got to be here, and you got to be there. You know, David was just in the field. David was just tending to what God had already called him to. And when they were looking for the next king they said there's somebody missing there's somebody not here he was in the he was in the field as a shepherd while they were looking for a king and if we desire a miracle but have no way to manage it when we get it it will ruin us if you can't manage a thousand dollars a month you're not going to be able to manage $10,000 a month. If you can't manage $5,000 a month, you'll never be able to manage 50000 And you're thinking like, well, I, I'd like to try. It's why the people win the lottery and then they go broke. Because if you get something too fast, if you get something too fast, if you pray, pray, pray for a husband and just say yes to the first guy who asks you out, Because he's kind of cute, but you really don't know him that well, and then you get really emotionally involved, and then, and, but you're not actually ready, and you're not actually stable, and you're not actually like in a right relationship with God yet. You won't know how to manage your marriage. And, and maybe, and maybe you will not have the capacity to manage the relationship in which you wanted so bad, and then you will end up more hurt, and maybe you will end up more lonely than before i'm not saying hide yourself away and and say no to all the boys who ever come up to you what i'm saying is sometimes god puts us through seasons of preparation and you're kind of never out of it i don't really like the term seasons i use it a lot but i don't like it i do what i do not want to do you know paul said that whole thing you know um thorn in my flesh and stuff and i say some things that i don't mean sometimes like, like seasons, like, like God's not kind of always preparing us. You're always being prepared. Maybe, maybe it looks different in some seasons, but God's always preparing you. God's always preparing you. And so when David's in the field, God's preparing him. When David's fighting against the lion and the bear, God's preparing him. And I almost thought of this like kind of example, and it's kind of basic, but I just want you to follow it with me, because I think, you know, the subtitle is, I never knew, I never knew that by God doing this, or even by God not doing this, that I would end up more blessed than even before. I never knew, because I know this example kind of seems silly, but just roll with it. Water flowing through a riverbed, a lot of water, it's beautiful. You can go sit by it and have a picnic, talk about how beautiful the water is. You know, you can get in a kayak and go swim. You can go fish, whatever you like, and you can just hang out. And because of the banks, you can see the waterfalls and the curves and the wildlife and the river's beautiful, and all this water's flowing through it. But the same water coming through your living room can be destructive. Because if you get something that you are not prepared for, if you do not have the banks to manage what you are praying for, what you are desiring from god it might come into your living room and you might need to get new hardwood floors and a new dresser and end up in worse place than you started off and i wonder if just for a second you can start thanking god just say thank you god for some things that I don't even know about. Some things that you were protecting me from that I didn't even know about. Some relationships you were keeping me from that I didn't even know would hurt me. Some friendships you never let me have because it would have just destroyed me. Some, some, some opportunity I didn't get that somebody else got that I thought that I deserved. Thank you, God. And I wonder if we can start thanking God. You know, last week we talked A little bit about how the seed to joy is gratitude so I'm gonna let you in on a little secret (laughs) I'm gonna let you in on a little secret you know I try to pray most time most days and I woke up the other day and I just didn't feel like praying I know I know holy man of God and I just didn't feel like praying that's that was sarcasm by the way and so I just thought, well, walk well, can just maybe start to write down some stuff that, you know, I'm thankful for. Because I really don't feel like praying. And So I just started writing down, just started listing out stuff that I was thankful for. I was thankful to God for. And all of a sudden, I had to start flipping the page. I didn't even know all that was in me. I didn't know I didn't even know I was had all that in me. And I just start flipping the page. And eventually I get so excited cuz all the stuff I just thank God for, That then I feel like praying. I'm not saying you need to do that. I'm just saying this is what happened for me. So I wonder if we can thank God. I never knew going to get there one day and, and see all the dots connect. See how it all goes together. See how he was protecting us. See how he was loving us. See how he was there for us when we thought he abandoned us. I wonder how many miracles we haven't even noticed. Because we were asking God for something else. David didn't know when he was protecting the sheep that he would later be protecting people. He had no clue when he was fighting the animals, that he was practicing. He just thought he was working, but he was practicing. And it makes me wonder what I'm working on. It makes me wonder what you're working on right now. That maybe be hard, maybe it's hard. Maybe you know. Maybe you kind of wish you didn't have to do it. And maybe you kind of wish some things were different. But, but God's preparing you. I've kind of feel God on this word. I'm not gonna lie. Because we talk about the story of David, and like the miracle happened when he threw the Goliath down. But the miracle wasn't in the victory. I mean, he got the victory. I'm not saying you serve the God of the victory. You've got the victory what i'm saying is the miracle was in not the victory the miracle was in the practice and the whole time he thought he was fighting animals but he was practicing and what he thought was going to kill him the whole time was getting him ready for the bigger battle at hand And I think it's funny. I'm gonna kill these boys. And I, <laughs> you know, I think it's funny. And we think we always have to be in the right place at the right time but i'm starting to realize that i don't have to position myself that i just need to put myself where god's called me and he will position me god will send us and we're not going to miss out you know it's easy in our culture to rock walk around with fomo you know because everybody's posting and we're we check our post while we're bored and we see them having fun and then when they get bored They check our post, and they see us having fun. So now both sides are depressed. And and it's like, I never knew. I never knew what I had access to. And we'll miss the miracle that Jesus wants a relationship with us. You know, it's like the prodigal son's brother, who was so mad when his brother got a whole celebration. He went and stormed out of the house. He went and stormed out of the house and he missed the opportunity to celebrate with his brother. When really he had access to the father the whole time. He had access to the exact same thing the whole time. But the miracle is in the making and you're being prepared and the miracle you will experience will come through what you manage now your tomorrow rooted in today and you can't manage yours when you're staring at someone else's and the whole time you've been upset and the whole time you've been afraid And the whole time, you've been wondering. And the whole time, you didn't really know what was going on. God's been protecting you. God's been preparing you. David slings the stone, sinks into the skull of Goliath. He gets the victory. But the miracle isn't in the victory. The miracle is in the fact that God was with him the whole time. God was with him in the field, and God was with him in the fight. And God is with you when you feel like you're in a really significant moment and when you feel like no one's with you and you're in the field and you're just kind of wondering, does anybody even care if I take care of these sheep? Does anybody even care, you know, if I do well in school? Does anybody even care if I take well, take care of these kids? Does anybody even care if I show up? Is anybody even going to notice? Is anybody even going to, is anybody? And we can start kind of getting in getting in like that voice of Saul you are only you are only you're not able to you are only but the voice we listen to determines the actions we take and so if we if we listen to those voices that say you can't do it we never will but if we look We look at whatever the enemy is throwing at our lives and say, no, 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 I know I'm called to be more than a conqueror. And I know the one who lives inside of me is the same one who raised Christ from the dead. And you can't take that away from me. And whether I can see it or whether I can't, I've got the victory and you have the victory. And right now, even when we don't see it, God's moving and he's preparing us. And eventually I think we'll get, you know, five years down the road and we'll look back I never would have chose it, but I can see, I can see why God let that happen. Hey, before you go, I hope this encouraged you. I hope you know you have purpose, you are loved, and you belong. If you did enjoy this, um, I just want to ask, share it, um, screenshot it, send it to your friends, share the link, do whatever you can do, get the word out. It'll really help help us out. Second, go to our website vimonline.org. If you just made a decision of faith and you're like, I want to start stepping in relationship, walking in stride with God, if that's you, the very first page when you pull up vimonline.org, it'll be a decision for faith. You can put in your name, your email, and your address. And we're not going to do anything weird. We're not going to bug you. We're not going to send you a bunch of stuff or show up at your door. We just want to say congratulations. We want to send you a Bible, um, and some other resources that will help you getting started along and walking with God. Also, by going to vimonline.org, you can support. Financially, it is the financial gifts that help us move forward and take the ministry into new places. Thank you so much. I hope this blessed you. Thank you.